You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in This is the TSR pop where all we do is win It's just football fiends on a mission Delivering opinions of my significance Man, I hope you've been listening Cause scouting is the business You're welcome cause it's a privilege Most people in this position just don't give it away, no so all that's left to say now is welcome to the show Cause you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another awesome fan episode on the TSR Podcast. This week, we're going to be breaking down the Los Angeles Chargers. We're bringing on another huge fan of the team to talk about them. That fan is Adam Dalton, a good friend of Bo and myself. And honestly, I think this is going to be an awesome podcast. Adam, how's it going, man? Uh, it's going great, man. I just appreciate you and Bo having me on here today. I'm excited to talk some Chargers. Yeah, I'm, I'm hype about it, man. Bo, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm uh, happy to be getting back in the swing of this thing every week. Yeah, man, you had some uh, technical difficulties getting started out, but we got them all I, I, I think we've all we've had more than one difficulty <laughs> this morning trying to get this podcast going, but Very we're true. here. We're, yeah, it is now the afternoon, now. and we we are doing it. Finally <laughs> yeah. got started. We, we finally got it going, um, guys. The Chargers are a really interesting team to me, at least, to talk about. So I'm ready to start breaking down their off season and give my thoughts and our thoughts on what next year could be like for this team. So for starters, let's look at the 2019 season for the team. Adam, you guys went 5-11. and 11. Unfortunately, I didn't even know this. Y'all went 0-6 in conference play. I did not even realize that. Um, ended up four, fourth in the AFC West. But let's look at the stuff y'all dealt with. Y'all dealt with a holdout from star running back Melvin Gordon. Star safety Derwin James missed significant time due to a foot injury. Star tackle Russell Okung suffered a serious injury as well. I don't know what the injury was, but he missed a lot of time. I think he only played six games. Um, and Phillip Rivers had a really down year, like very unlike Phillip Rivers, uh, threw 23 touchdowns to 20 interceptions. And I want to talk about, I just mentioned a lot of the injuries, but the injuries, I'm going to actually give the list of the guys who missed significant time for the team last year. That's Derwin James, Russell Okung, Hunter Henry, Mike Pouncey, Forrest Lamp, and Nazir Adderley. That's a ton of talent to not have playing. It, it's absolutely ridiculous that that many, that many guys miss time with injuries. Um, now, I do have to ask you this, Adam. Being that you are a big Chargers fan, and as well, you're a state fan as well, so that comes into it as well. Um, how do you feel about Rivers leaving? I just wanted to ask you that coming out and, and joining the Colts. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, uh, I agree, like you're saying, just on those injuries. that definitely hurt our season last year, but Philip Rivers also kind of had a big part to do with that, unfortunately. he uh, Over the past four or five years, he's kind of been trending down as far as throwing all the picks he has compared to the touchdown. That ratio has definitely taken a hit. Um, but like you said, being a State fan, I'm kind of excited for him. I didn't want him to hang it up just yet. I wanted to see and see if he can go out there and still, you know, just provide a little bit of that Rivers flash he has, that little sidearm sling he's got and throw some TDs to for some sure. of the Colts players. But I'm excited. I'm not a Colts fan, but I won't be uh, – I'll, I'll definitely be – Paying attention to him a little bit. Yeah, man. I think I don't. Me personally, I want to see Rivers get a Super Bowl so bad. It's not even funny because I think it's he deserves it. One of the most accoladed non Hall of Fame QBs right now, unfortunately. One hundred percent. And I don't think, unfortunately, unless he like he just goes off at the Colts and the Colts can pull it together really fast. I don't see him getting a ring. But it just sucks. He, he's going to go down as one of the guys that really needed one for his legacy. But. In my opinion, the guy is still a Hall of Famer. That's not a question in my book. What about Bo? What about you, man? Are you seeing him as a uh, for sure Hall of Famer, even if he doesn't get the ring? 
Yeah, absolutely. I think Philip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. I think, like like Adam said, he brings just that flair and just an intensity to the quarterback position that you just you don't see. I mean, you see a lot of like a fun loving guys at the quarterback position, but he just kind of had like a like a fun like snarl. You know, you know, just a he played the game in a different way. It's insanely competitive, and it really it really does kind of stink to see him leave and, and end the way it did. It just kind of felt like the writing was on the wall as the season was going down. It was like he, you just kind of knew that they were going to part ways, and I. And like you said, I think he's bona fide Hall of Fame. I don't. I hope no one's debating that. That really shouldn't be any 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 conversation we should be having. Uh, Philip Rivers has proven it time and time again. And I think the the big thing when I think of Philip Rivers, I just think of him playing that game with a torn ACL at AFC Championship Ooh. game. I mean, that's that's legendary stuff right there. If, even if you don't win a ring, that you know that goes down as even his peers, you know, will, will probably hold on to that. You know what I'm saying? That's something that that's something that can make a guy's legacy. The dude also, I mean, is he the the best trash talking quarterback ever? I was, that's what I was getting ready to say. I, he's he's one there. of the only quarterbacks that I know that can really, really get into the defensive player's head and they don't get mad about it. They sit there and they laugh and josh around with him too. They dude, just, he will a talk lot of the so guys much have a shit. Lot of respect for him. He will yeah. talk so much shit to big guys like defensive. Oh, yeah. well, he's a big on the sideline. Oh, he is for a quarterback. He usually just stands on yeah. one knee in the huddle and people are standing up on both feet. Yeah, I mean, he he is a big guy, but I've always thought it was just so cool to watch that guy. Like, you've heard other quarterbacks say maybe say something where they're mad, but this dude always talks crap. Like, and he backs it up. For the most well, part, this it, dude's been able to back it up. If you could make the Hall of Fame for sound bites, he would be a first ballot oh, soundbite oh, Hall of Fame. Sure, 100%. <laughs> um, Adam, I do want to talk about the guys that you guys added and lost in free agency. Um, I'm going to give you my main guys. And I think me and you've talked about already. It's pretty much the same guys. You didn't, y'all, you know, added a lot of big name guys, but it wasn't a whole lot of guys. So, um, I'll go through them real quick. Obviously you got tackle Brian Bulaga from the Packers. This guy started all 16 games for the Packers last year, and he brings awesome experience to the Chargers offensive line. I think he also will end up taking Okung's job on the left side. Um, Linval Joseph, Defensive tackle from the Vikings. He's going to add a lot of talent to the defensive line. Is also someone that can help Jerry Tillery improve in his sophomore season. I think Tillery has a lot of potential. Um, I love the fit with the Chargers for Joseph. I think he's going to make an in- immediate impact. He tallied 44 tackles, three sacks, and six tackles for a loss last season with Minnesota. Um, then you got guard Trey Turner coming from the Panthers. Another great addition for the offensive line. The Chargers traded an older tackle for a younger guard, and it's going to work out perfectly for the Chargers. Um, I think the Chargers won that trade, in my opinion. Turner started 13 games for the Panthers last season, so he brings experience and, again, should be a, a, an immediate starter, just like uh, Bulaga. And then you got Chris Harris Jr., who I don't think – I was trying to figure out when Chris Harris Jr. became a free agent. I was like, dude, where is this guy going to end up? I was like, I don't know. What, like, what's a good fit for him? And, dude, the Chargers are a perfect, perfect. fit for him. Such a good fit. It. This guy is a stud. That's really all you can say. He's an, a lockdown corner. And anyone who doesn't dis- or does disagree with that doesn't watch enough football. Oh, yeah. um, his technique and his man coverage ability is through the roof. Pairing um, him with Gus Bradley is a great, oh, it's a great marriage. Yeah, what are you talking about, man? And the Chargers <laughs> secondary was already loaded, and it just got so much more talented. So, so I'm, I, I think that's a great fit. And then not not as big of a name, but Nick Vigil coming from the Bengals. I think he's going to add quality linebacker depth. Um, I'm a fan of Vigil. He's always, he's always had starting experience, or he's at least bringing that to the Chargers, and he's going to see the field a lot this coming season for the team. Um, Adam, wh- what did you think about your additions to the team? How did you feel about them, and were you happy with the guys that y'all added or um, or not happy with some of the guys? 
Oh, no, I think you pretty much touched on all the points. I'm, like you said, Chris Harris, that was probably – between him and Limbaugh were probably my biggest or my favorite pickups over during the offseason. Uh, like, I think me and Bo were talking about it earlier, actually. We were trying to figure out who was moving to safety, and I think with the addition of Chris Harris, I think you're right, Bo. I think Desmond King will be moving to safety, uh, pairing up with Derwin James back there. And then, like Jacob, like you said earlier, Limbaugh Joseph, if I had to pick one weakness of our defense last year – mainly because of depth that probably would have been the linebacker spot. And obviously we'll touch on that later on. We'll talk about the draft and how we helped out in that situation. But pickup of vigil was big. I think that helps with depth. And then also Brian Balaga and Trey Turner. I mean, that was one of the, if not the biggest weak spot of our team last year was offensive tack or the offensive line in general. And I think both of those pieces we picked up not only adds depth, but kind of gives with Balaga a, a older head in there, kind of teach the young guys and, just like you said with Limbaugh Joseph, I want him to be able to, or they want him to be able to kind of bring those young guys up and kind of teach them along the way. I think overall, I think everybody we got was was a big pickup for us, and it helped everything, all the needs we really had. Yeah, you pretty much said what I was going to say. The offensive line was the really the only, other than you know Rivers not playing up to par, offensive line was really the only weakness that team had last year. And y'all I mean, just it, added two studs to that. Offense. I was going to say, and y'all, we're adding Trey Turner, like you said, we switched out for a young guy. And he, he, he McCaffrey just did rush for almost 1,400 yards when he was on that line. So I'm, I'm kind of oh, yeah. confident in his abilities too. So, Yeah, but what do you think about the additions, man, for the Chargers? Um, I mean, the big standout for me is the Bulaga pickup. Um, they've really just been lacking some pedigree on the offensive line, and I think they did a good job bringing in Bulaga and Turner to, to give them that. And Bulaga's a guy that can play either tackle. He's that good. And uh, I think, you know, if something happens on the right side and they feel like they need to move him over to give him some quality over there, I mean, he could do that if they needed. If they had a better backup at left tackle than they do right, you could swing him over and you'd have you'd virtually see no change in play. Um, so I, I think it's a I think it all around they did a good free agency. Yeah, yeah, I think they they had some good additions. Um, obviously, there's not just additions though; there are also departures. Um, and I'm going to jump jump into the guys that I think were big that they lost. Um, starting for me is safety Adrian Phillips. Not that this guy started a ton, but he's he's he uh, is a solid depth piece for the Chargers, or was a solid depth piece. So losing him to the Patriots is going to be hard. But I think again, I've said it already: the Chargers secondary is so talented, and they were already deep. Um, that I think they can handle this loss better than other teams could. Um, again, for me, guard Michael Schofield, who went to the Panthers. This guy, it's hard to let a guy go that started 16 games last season. Um, yeah. And again, again, he's probably going to go to the Panthers, and he should start immediately over Dennis Daly for the Panthers. I think he's going to come in and immediately start. Then the biggest one is Melvin Gordon leaving town for the Broncos. We all know who this guy is. He held out because he wanted his money, never got it, and then ended up going to the Broncos again a payday. Um, I'm not entirely confident in Eckler being a starting running back in the league, but I do think he can do it for a season or two. I I, I don't know if um, I don't know if I'm trying to. You must not have saw, you must not have saw the uh, one hand pull up Eckler was pulling the other oh, day. Huh? I, I, knew that was come out. I saw I was watching that last night, man. I was watching that last night. Um, but no, I, I like Eckler a lot. I just think um, I don't know if I trust him to be like the franchise running back but i think he's extremely talented and like i said he can do it for a year or two and, and you know control that and they're, back they're definitely not paying him like the franchise no, back. he's on a very not. affordable a deal for very good deal absolutely yeah, which is great for the team um and then obviously philip rivers <laughs> the greatest quarterback in chargers history just left town head to the colts as we mentioned or before Drew Brees, right 
I'm yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> River Rivers had some. Uh, he had some rough years of late, but you've got to respect the the grit this guy has and what he's done for the organization. Bo, you said it best, man. With the ACL, this guy was a baller, tough people, as nails. People just don't do that. Play yeah. a whole game. No, you don't. You like don't. That. Yeah, that's Kobe Kobe mentality right there. Kobe it mentality. Is. Mamba I mean, mentality. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he could have done it if he played anything but quarterback, but he still did it, and it's still dangerous. And you know, it could it could have ended his career that day, but he was willing. He was willing to be out there and do it. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then tackle Russell Okung. We already talked about him. Again, it's hard to let guys. Uh, this guy started 50 games through the past five seasons. That's a lot of experience. You're he's been leave. a staple in the NFL in the offensive line. Oh, he's, yeah. He started absolutely. pretty much everywhere he's been. Um, but I do think the return was good. Adam just said it. Trey Turner opened up a lot of holes last year for Christian McCaffrey. So I think he's going to come in and do the same thing with the Chargers. So I think they got a good return for uh, Ocon. Um, and like you said, Bo, Bulaga should end up replacing him, I, I think, on the left side. But yeah. Bulaga could play on the right side as well. I don't know what side. It doesn't really matter. I think he, wasn't they, he playing on the right in Green Bay? I think, yeah, he was on the right. He was on yeah. the right. Yeah, he was on the right. That zone scheme. Yeah. But see, I guess they're gonna. I guess they're gonna figure out. You know, they'll figure out what they like with with how the offensive line is pretty much drawn up and where the guys are starting at. But it's good to have a guy like Bulaga who can come in. You don't. It doesn't really matter where you put him. The guy's gonna perform well. Yeah. Um, but and then last for me is wide receiver Travis Benjamin, and I'm going to say this about Benjamin. I've always really liked Benjamin's game, and I was looking at his stats the other day um, when I was you know looking at doing this podcast, and his stats. I mean, he he's been on like a decline, like how they his usage with the team. It's been kind of yeah. weird. He had like really big <laughs> seasons, like three and four years, and then ago. just fell off. Then just fell off completely. They don't even. It's like they just. Mike Williams is a big part of that. Yeah, I was about, I was about to say that Mike Williams really picked up heavy heavy load. They're feeding two big heads right there between Absolutely. Mike Williams well, you're, you're, you're and Hunter Henry. You're making Adam yep. get a big head right now because oh, Adam yeah. loves loves I Mike, love Mike Williams. Mike Williams. He I mean, loves yeah, he's um, but those are my guys. Like I said, it's it's Rivers, Gordon, uh, Schofield, Phillips, Okung, and Benjamin for me. Adam, are those the guys that you pretty much were thinking too? That's that's the biggest losses for your team in free agency. Oh, yeah, we we need to make a decision with Rivers. He's over the past couple of years, like you've been saying, been throwing a lot of picks, and we haven't really gotten to where we wanted to get as a team, like making the playoffs, winning division, even making it to the Super Bowl. We haven't gotten that realistically, and we had to make a change. So. I'm a little upset with the change we had to make, but I am happy with what we have coming in. And then when you talked about Melvin Gordon, I think that's a huge loss. Um, but I also think that Eckler, even though he might not be the franchise running back, we all think he, or most think he is, I do think he can maybe, for, like you said, Jacob, for one, a year or two kind of hold that down. And then with the pieces that we have behind him and kind of the offensive scheme we're going to be running, so a lot of those dump and those dump off passes, a lot of those screen passes, a lot of those short slant passes, I think uh, Eckler and Justin Jackson, those guys will kind of be able to prosper in that kind of offense. So we'll, I don't think we're going to expect Eckler to carry the ball 20 to 25 times a game. So I don't think we'll have to worry about that. Yeah. And I think, too, I can't remember what the stat was. And Adam, you probably know what it is more than I do. It was the stat that said, I think Eckler was the most efficient one, pass rating back. That's right. That's what it was, which is extremely impressive. And the dude just blew blew it away last year. 
as a pass catcher and just being overall efficient. He was so efficient in his game. And that pretty much showed the the Chargers, okay, we don't have to pay Melvin Gordon. Like Austin Eckler pick, yeah, picked exactly. it up and ran with it last year. Like he and all, it and looked when, like, when Gordon first came back, he had he wasn't looking good. No, he like wasn't. His, his yards per carry were not great at all. Holdout, holdouts are not good for running backs' careers. We're I learning was, that. I was about to ask you guys this. We've we've seen we've seen it happen with Le'Veon Bell, and now yeah. we've watched it with Melvin Gordon. So so pretty much, should this be teaching running backs? Okay, look, a holdout's not your best option. Is that what y'all believe? I mean, if, you, if Le'Veon I'll, Bell didn't get paid with the year mm-hmm. that he had when he had it, then I, I don't know why anybody else is really trying to do that. Yeah, I just exactly. I just feel like I feel like running back is a position where where like you when you're the really good ones, the ones that are on a tear for two three years, they get in a groove. You know, the when they're seeing things, the holes just tiny little holes look humongous to them, and they burst through them holes that you don't see when you're watching the game on TV, and they're just gone through it. You know, that takes a vision and a confidence level. You know that, and when you sit out a whole year and then you just jump back in, and the and guys are flying around left and right, and you haven't seen people run this fast in a year or ten weeks or eight months, however long they hold out. I mean, it's a big change. They have to catch back up to game speed and get in shape on top of it because game shape can only be found in a game. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, Bo, how do you feel about the departures, man? I want to get your take on the guys leaving town for the Chargers. Uh, I mean, I think that what they were, I think the Chargers let these guys, a lot of these guys go looking to the future, knowing that this year might not be the most successful year, but in two, three years, they could pay off. Like letting, letting Gordon walk, and we'll get to the draftees, you know, in a little bit here, but, and bringing in a guy like Joshua Kelly who can kind of do it all, why you do let Eckler have the, probably the best three years of his career right now. Let the guy who's playing really well play really well, and then you know nurture your your young guys in because I think I think that the Chargers like they had to make a choice like like Adam said with Philip Rivers it was either be loyal to your guy keep him around and let him retire in Chargers uniform and suffer for the next few years or suffer for one or two years tops with young quarterbacks that people can get excited about when they flash how good they are and then build from there. So I think the Chargers are laying building blocks this year with with the guys they let walk and then the guys they brought in to fill those places. And I mean, I like where they're going. I, I don't think I saw one guy who left where I was like, oh my God, how are they going to replace this dude? You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, I think every single dude that, I mean, Rivers, Okung, Thomas Davis, Travis Benjamin, Derek Watt, Jalen Watkins, I think a backup tight end Lance Kendricks isn't there anymore. All those holes, I mean, I don't see anyone that walk out the door with those that, that they didn't replace. I mean, I think even Nick Vigil's a step up from Thomas Davis in the rotation I, I on your linebacking court. I mean, even, even to go that far. You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't think any of the departures are something where, like, how are they going to heal from this? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and I do have to just say this, but you said that, you know, you could you could decide to let Philip Rivers retire in a Chargers jersey. He's mm-hmm. definitely going to retire in a Chargers jersey. You know that. He's going to come in and sign that one-day I mean, Sure, but I'm saying, but, uh, like, you, I know what you, you mean. let the one-day deal happen, or you could let three more years of a terrible interception ratio play out if he wants yeah. the money. yeah. One hundred percent, and I, I think we were getting kind of close to that a couple of years ago. So I, I think I definitely think it reached a boiling point. I, mean, I hate yeah. to say it because I love Philip Rivers, but he he just turned the ball over way too much, man. And especially and, and there was there's crucial times, there's clutch times. He was very clutch, and he would come out with that he would come out and we'd get a, a win. But there's a lot of times where he would try to force something, and I know he was just trying to do the best he could. But sometimes you just you, you got to take what you can. You can't be forcing those balls up, and then you don't have exactly. a chance at all. Well, he started a to struggle to be a lot. Hero. 
Yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. He 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 struggled a lot in the fourth <clears throat> quarter last season, which was really hard to watch because the Chargers Chargers would actually have the lead in Dude, a lot no, of these games. You don't games. have to tell me, man. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> the joke. Yeah, I know that hurts to hear, man. Yeah. They would lose these games that they should have won. We were won. ten points away from the eight and eight year. You absolutely were. I couldn't agree more. What was? Do you know what the average loss was, Adam, last year? Because it was something crazy. Like y'all's average losses were like, like a less than a touchdown. I think. I think it was like three points, three or four points. I, I think that, it, I don't even. Like it was like that. it was like it was like seven <laughs> games like that. It was like seven games that were within three or four points, and it just Rivers could not get them. Over. If not, if, if not being a state fan was hard enough, just imagine being a state and a Chargers fan. Yeah, I know. Well, Rivers kinda... couldn't do it by himself, and like you said, they, I mean, they had in, the injury list. You went, you named. Like imagine if some of those one possession games you had Derwin James oh, stopping God. that that last touchdown by that other team. I mean, that's big stuff. I mean, Rivers can't exactly help that, but you, like you said, the 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 ratio says everything. For it, it, it really does. And I think it's the last two years he's had a. You can throw for almost 5,000 yards, but it doesn't matter if you're throwing 25 picks. I'm <laughs> James Winston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good name to bring up there, Bo. Um, but guys, I do want to jump into the 2020 draft class for the team. Um, and Adam, I'm going to ask you to give me your grade after I obviously list the guys they got for the guys, people who are listening. Um, in round one, you guys took a guy I love, and Bo was really high on too, quarterback Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Um, in round one, again, you took linebacker Kenneth Murray. Round four, running back Joshua Kelly. Round five, wide receiver Joe Reed. Round six, safety Alohi Gilman. And round seven, wide receiver K.J. Hill, which was 100% my favorite pick of the draft. How did he fall um, there? I don't know. Seventh round. I at least was second five or six with him. Bo, you were watching it with me when this dude yeah. destroyed the senior bowl. He, he yeah. was on the board when we got Joe Reed. I thought we were going to take K.J. Hill with that, with that I pick. I was shocked I was surprised. Reed went over him. Joe Reed's much more of like a special team standout, in my opinion, than an offensive one. Yeah, he didn't have the talent like K.J. Hill does. So no. it definitely was kind of weird that we picked and then took Gilman before K.J. Yeah, it was it was crazy that he was still there. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense, but it's, you always have a guy each year that ends up being taken a lot later than they should have. I think uh, Eno, Eno Benjamin was like that for me, too. And Eno, Eno Benjamin fell to the seventh round. It shocked me. And landed with K.J. the Cardinals. It already landed. He landed with the Cardinals in already a good uh, running back room. And yeah. then another guy that is kind of a lot like this, Bo, that how we just, we're just like, how is this dude landing in the seventh round? Is Bradley a nay for the Cowboys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, how does that happen? I don't yeah, know how that happens yeah. either. Maybe but Adam, I, guess, I don't know. Adam, what did you think of your team's draft picks? And what would be your grade for their draft? Um, Kind of going off what Bo was saying about how we're kind of – we're seeing these laying down the future building blocks. And I, 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 with every everybody we picked, we assessed some need and specific positions. Like we, like I was saying earlier, we picked up Nick Vigil. We had some, we needed some depth at the linebacker position. Then we just, in my opinion, took one of the better picks of the draft with Kenneth Murray. I, I know there's a lot of hype around him, but I'm, I'm, I'm on that hype train as well. I think he's, uh, he's already coming in with a very, very level mindset, and he's already seems like he has he doesn't have the nfl experience but he's got that experience at the college level that you like to see for that linebacker position if you want to come in you want to make a statement from day one i, I definitely think he'll have a good year oh day uh, one starter immediately justin this herbert uh, you know i uh I, I like herbert but it's i don't know what's gonna what we're gonna do this year i, I'm, I know we're talking about philip rivers and all the interceptions he throws the turnovers problem he has if We've got Ty Rod right there at our number one. That's one of the things he does get praised for is his ball control, and That's I true. do like that. I, I, I do like the fact that if we can have somebody back there that we can feel comfortable with, 
playing our turnovers. Our, exactly, and giving us a fighting chance. I mean, <clears throat> if we're if we're not throwing three or four picks a game, I think we're going to be able to play with most of the teams. He he uh, won't score thirty points, year. but he won't beat himself either. Exactly, exactly, and and I like that. And he he yeah. is a little mobile. It's uh the only question I have is the whole injury issue he has. I know that concussion issues he had when he was in Cleveland. I don't. I, he gets hit once and he has something like that. I mean, what are we going to do? We've got Justin Herbert and Easton Stick to fall to. So if that happens, then you, you, we are probably looking at a three and three or four win season. So I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not going to ho- hold my hopes too high. It, it is kind of hard being a Chargers fan and seeing what we've done the past couple of years and then had going 12 and four and then the back year going five and 11. That's kind of tough and. I think uh, Justin Herbert is definitely for the future. So I'm, I'm excited about him. I hope he gets the chance to grow and doesn't just have to get thrown out there and say, hey, here you go. Go, go figure yeah. it out. But I think you know. I think the pick with Justin Herbert, man, I, you know, it was he was mocked to the Chargers pretty much when they first started doing mock drafts. Everyone thought he was going to land with the team. By the way, I've said this to so many people, and so many people agree. Can y'all do you not, y'all not love picturing Jub- Justin Herbert with his long hair and that powdered blue that jersey powder on? Blue. Oh well, my yeah. God, man! <laughs> I love picturing that. He, the dude's just gonna be throwing missiles. I mean, <clears throat> missiles. That um, swagger doesn't win you games now, Jake. No, yeah. hey, that's true. That's they true. Gotta it be does. accurate missiles. They gotta be accurate yeah, missiles. The guy has an unbelievable arm, and I think this is the franchise quarterback moving forward. Um, and Adam, like you said about Kenneth Murray, man, you said starting experience. This dude was an animal at Oklahoma. I loved him. He landed. I don't think you could have gotten a better linebacker that was. Where his traits and talents posi- or um, transition to a team better than than Murray to the Chargers. In the, I think back, he, ten, in the back ten picks in of the, the draft. That's so. what that's I'm saying, yeah. man. I mean, and we and Bo made it apparent that like, we we traded up for that too. So we we've yeah. got a lot of uh, a, lot a lot of, of uh, stock away for that. Yes, we do. Yeah, but this guy, he, you know, he's got sideline to sideline ability, and he's even impressed in coverage, which is something the Chargers again it, a, lot, a lot like when we talk about the Ravens with Patrick Queen, Bo. What did the Ravens mm-hmm. look for in their linebackers? They asked him not to be a liability in coverage, and you want him to be sideline to sideline. Well, that's what the Chargers just got in this guy, too, because the Chargers play a lot like that. Um, and yeah. then, obviously, Adam, me and you have talked just personally a ton about Joshua Kelly. And I'm going to be honest with you. You always told me you were super high on him. And I always thought you were a little bit too high on him. I was like, you know, I don't know if this guy's really going to come in and make that much of a difference. And then, you know, I started watching more and more of him. I was like, okay. I was like, this guy is 100% going to come in and steal reps from Justin Jackson. And it's going to be like taking candy from a baby. Like, I, I think it yeah. is. Justin Jackson's on the goal a good line. He's definitely going to take Oh, my God. Dude, Justin Jackson's a good running back, too. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, shit on his game at all, but... Justin Jackson is more of the Austin Eckler prototype. We needed a Kelly prototype because we've already got that pass-catching. Two, yeah. two pass-catching backs. This Joshua Kelly kind of adds another dimension to that running game that we want, that we lost when Melvin Gordon left. He's the thunder to Eckler's lightning. That's exactly. what it's going to be. Um, and then in round five, another guy that, and, and Bo, I was trying to listen, you know, y'all didn't really go into it much, but when you said, Bo, you see Joe Reed more of a special teams guy. He stands out more there, Mike. Okay, so Adam has been talking to me a whole lot, and he said that, you know, he could see Joe Reed possibly sliding into, not saying he's as good as Samuel, but sliding into like a Debo Samuel type role. And I kind of agree with Adam. I think this is going to be a guy that does a lot of uh, interesting plays. They draw up plays specifically for Joe Reed because that's kind of like end arounds, jet sweeps. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And I I couldn't agree more with Adam. Six foot two thirty. I mean, that's a big body. It's like, a big it kind of reminds me. I mean, almost like using like a Ty Montgomery gets used wide receiver, running back hybrid kind of thing. He's Dude, yeah. he's a, you you have to put him in space. You cannot. He's, he's he, 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 he's, 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 yeah. yeah, he has to get put in space because he'll beat he'll beat you one on one. 
And then, Adam, y'all selected safety Elohi Gilman in round six. Gilman's a good good player, but I will say this. I, I feel like the Chargers, that's the only pick I have a problem with. The, 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 okay, I think they reached a little bit. And another thing is, I think you could have just gone a different direction. And I feel like there was someone there that was better value. I, think, I, I think we could have. I think there was a couple couple offensive linemen in that in that slot. I know they're not as good as the one second early in the draft, but I know, I mean, that need was probably the biggest need during the offseason. I thought I definitely thought we were going to take something along those lines in this whole draft, and we didn't. So that kind of surprised me. And that round six pick was probably uh, going through the draft. I was like, okay, well, this is when we're going to probably take somebody that on the offensive side. But <laughs> we didn't, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I'm not, I'm not too high on him. I know he uh, got good size, decent quickness, but he's – like me and Bo said, he's probably just going to be a special teams guy for now, unless he kind of just stands out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll, I'm telling you, he was really good kick returner for UVA. I mean, really good. Like scored, I think he had like five touchdowns last year or something like that. I mean, or close, or maybe well, in his career, I don't remember. But he's he set like all purpose records and stuff. Oh, he was he was a, he was FBA he was great returner. Best history with 2,700 plus kick return yards. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you. I think y'all just jumped from one player to the other one. I can't tell what just happened. Wait, are y'all still talking about Joe Reed? Uh, we were talking I about. I was, yeah, but I went back on Joe Reed. It's okay. okay, I, okay I, I was, yeah. I was talking about Gilman, but okay, I was like, I, am I, am I, yeah, I was like, say, am I crazy? Like, oh uh, uh, yeah, I just got so confused for a minute. Okay, um, but no, no, Adam, Gilman returns. Like, <laughs> but no, when Bo said UVA, I was like, okay, we must still be on the Joe Reed topic. Bo, Bo hasn't come this far with us yet. Um, but no, I think Gilman, like you said, he's going to be a, a special teams guy. I think he's going to add solid depth. At safety, but it's not if like you'll need, need it. We don't really, it, yeah, exactly. It's, we don't really it's not need something it. you needed in the in round six. And like you said, Adam, you could have gone offensive line. You yeah. definitely could have. There were good guys with good value sitting there. So, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say the guy can't play, and I'm not going to say that this just killed y'all's draft, but I, I just would have gone a different direction. Hey, and then there, uh, the profession was for a reason. I guess we'll find out. Hey, that's right. Um, and then in round seven, where the Chargers got I mean, a come on, yeah, steal. <laughs> you guys selected wide receiver KJ Hill out of Ohio State. This dude should be the favorite to start at the wide receiver three position for the 33 team. inch vert, oh. 9.6 inch broad jump, too. And you and talk about twitchy, you talk about twitchy. Oh, dude. Keenan Allen. He's, oh. He reminds me a little bit of Keenan Allen, too, with his route running, his quickness. Oh, his route running is so crisp, has good hands. This guy's going to shine. I'm telling that, you, he, day he one. might not shine with stats, but he will shine freeing up Mike Williams and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. It won't show, but he will be a big reason for their success this year. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Adam, what was your favorite pick in the draft? Now, obviously, it would be cliche. You can say Justin Herbert, but I mean, what no, was no, no, no. It, it, it was pro- honestly, dude, Kenneth Murray. Man, that was the biggest hole that we had on the def- defensive side. I think that we really needed to assess and getting him is we when we locked up our linebacker future for the next couple of years at least and just to add that on to what we have in the secondary and on the edge i mean our defense is looking really really good now i and i i know people like to be cliche and say defense wins championships so you got to start somewhere so i'm excited about this defense and like bo said if we can just hold teams under 30 points under 20 points and we can uh limit those turnovers i think we got a fighting chance hey that's right man I'm going to say, again, I, I, I love Kenneth Murray. I love Justin Herbert. But K.J. Hill takes it for me, I think. Just getting that guy in the seventh <laughs> round. You can't top yeah. that. I mean, this no, guy's going to play a lot. Uh, but what was your? What do you think the best pick for the Chargers was in their draft? Well, I mean, I'm the best values is above and beyond K.J. Hill will go in the seventh round. 
but my favorite pick, I'm going to roll with Adam, is with Kenneth Murray. But I've heard a little different reason. I think they put it's a high risk trade giving away a second and a third rounder for Kenneth Murray at 23. Those are the, both of both both of those picks and those rounds are coveted picks by teams one through three. Those are big rounds to get. I mean, they could have gotten two good players. I mean, yeah. you never know. But if Kenneth Murray pans out, that's a that's a great trade. You won't even miss those two picks if he pans out. Exactly. Um, and, then, and I really liked the Josh uh, the Josh Kelly pick the more that uh, I watched the tape he's and I think his goal line like leg drive and strength is going to be really underrated he can come in and make some plays down close to the goal line and and to be a big play action threat at the goal line because you if you bring if you do like a split back and you bring Eckler and him in there both guys can catch but you don't know if they're going to run it there's going to be a lot of confusion in the red zone if they do it right with those backs there's, there's a lot of things that they've brought in a lot of pieces that they could that are versatile and they can use all over the place yep. bro I, I need you to do something for me give me a comparison running back comparison for Josh Kelly off the top of your head well I gave you, you one I, I gave you one a little bit like Lev Bell just the way he's a, it's it's not that. He's well-rounded. He's a patient runner. He catches the ball. His routes are, are really good for a running back who has two years of only two years of D1 uh, games played. I mean, they're, they're really crispy. Um, he may, does make people miss. I think the one thing he's going to struggle with is breakaway speed, just like Lev Bell did when he first yep. hit the league. Um, I think – but, uh, you know, you can't underestimate what losing – five to eight pounds will give a guy like Josh Kelly in speed. And I think he'll figure that out. He'll figure out his nutrition and work with these footwork guys they have now and maybe, you know, get a few steps. And once Eckler's deal is running down, if they can keep Eckler cheap and you got this guy starting, I mean, you can still have Eckler as your next Darren Sproles back for the next <laughs> five to eight years if you want him. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I don't think Eckler's not going to, you know, Eckler's not going to hit the market and demand a big deal. So, I mean, if you keep him around and raise Josh Kelly up in the fourth round is, is, is a, is a, is plenty good enough pick to have this guy end up be your starting running back one day. I mean, I, I think it was just, a, I think it was just a loaded class of backs. A guy like Josh oh, Kelly, absolutely. I think could have, you know, in a weaker class of backs, he could have gone higher than the fourth oh, he, round. He definitely would have gone higher. 100%. You know, I think it was just deep off a deep skill position class in general. And I like I you said, both. <clears throat> You're, I, you're, I definitely, sorry, sorry. No, no, you're good. Um, no, I think, like you said, bro, this guy's going to immediately win the goal line plays, right? Yeah. You know, the running plays. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I don't know how much you looked into it, bro. So I don't know if you can fact check me here, but I'm pretty sure that Joshua Kelly in both seasons had 12 touchdowns um, that he played. He, you know, he had, the guy had 24 touchdowns through two seasons played. I mean, that that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. I mean, he, he, he had, he had, I think, I mean, there was games in the Pac-12 where he just, he won the game for them. He scored four, three, four touchdowns, and they you know, and they just didn't let up many points. And he single-handedly would win them the game. Yeah, absolutely. So, Adam, are you thinking the the running back depth chart at this point? You know, we're gonna jump into the depth chart here in a minute, but I'm just gonna go ahead and ask you: Do you think the depth chart's gonna play out in order? Eckler, Kelly, Jackson. Yes, I do. Okay. But uh, Kelly, that 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 gap between Kelly and Jackson isn't gonna be as big I as think, people think, but. Just because of the style and what we need Kelly for, he'll be more called upon than I, I feel like Justin Jackson will because we got Eckler for his, you know, that kind of play, those kind of plays in those situations. Could, could you see? Because I mean, I've been I've been saying this a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of injuries this season to to skill position players, soft out, tissue. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would just not as much time to prep your body in the football, playing football, you know, practicing on a football field for these guys. So I mean, there's going to be teams. I think they're going to be starving for running backs. And if you got three quality good ones, maybe a midseason trade would be a good thing for Justin Jackson. What do you think about that? 
Yeah, actually, yeah, I, I, that's not a bad idea. I mean, it I mean, it just kind of injuries hit, are yeah. becoming more prone during the season, and like, I, I don't doubt that that will be a factor because, like you said, of this off season has just been real crazy, and not being able to get out there and get into the right shape and the right football shape and get your muscles going and everything like that. But if we, I mean, I could definitely see it if we trade Justin Jackson. I think we could probably get some decent picks. Get, get out something of that at least. for him. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, I mean, if he's just sitting around and your other two are healthy. And you yep. know you you got a little talent on your practice squad for a little extra depth. I mean, dude, I mean, why, why not? not see if you can find a marriage for him? You know, someone that that thinks he's got the potential to help him win. And stuff, I, you know, I one hundred percent think Jackson. See, see, a lot of people, uh, you know, at least you know, we, we we go really in depth in this stuff. But Justin Jackson it has the talent that a team would be like, yo, we need to go get this guy. Yep. Yeah, like, I mean, we don't like we don't have anything in our room. We don't trust our practice squad guys. Let's get someone we have tape. Yeah. On. And Justin Jackson's a, a great running back, so I think easily, you know, teams are all going to covet that, especially if a team runs into injury issues. Like you said, but they run into a lot. injury problems, and a team I loses kinda, the starter or something, they're gonna they're gonna want a guy like Justin Jackson that has experience and is a talented football player. But what were you saying, Adam? I'm, I was say I kind of think uh, the situation Green Bay has going on with uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I'm thinking that might be the Eckler and Joshua Kelly kind of scenario too. I like that yeah, eventually. I think, uh, yeah, I think I think that definitely could be. Um, obviously, Jamal Williams is considered one of the best. I, it, to me, at least, he's one of the best backup running backs in the league. Oh, absolutely. Because um, you know, someone's you know, someone out here is going to say, "Oh no, it's Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt." I don't consider Kareem Hunt a backup. I'm just going to say that I don't think he's a backup. I think the Browns have two number one running backs, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously Chubb gets the most carries. But they have two number one running backs. That's not a backup caliber guy. Um, but no, I think that could be the case. And real quick, not to not to veer off of the Chargers. Hey, Bo's um, getting me so excited about Kelly. Oh, Bo can do that. <laughs> Bo will get you fired up, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm if, over I, here I, just if I get at... into a guy's film and I start liking it, I'll hit you with some stuff and make you. Really oh mad. yeah, Bo's yeah. going to gas you up, man. But uh, talking about Green Bay, Adam, I'm, I'm kind of glad you brought that up. Um, Jamal Williams, obviously, and Aaron Jones. And then they added a guy like A.J. Oh, Dillon, gosh. which was one of the weirdest picks in the draft. Um, Bo, let me ask you this. How do you think that depth chart is going to play out? Is there any chance A.J. Dillon comes in and takes that second role from Jamal Williams? Yeah. I think so, too. I yeah, think it's a is, good what, chance. What's going to happen to Jamal? I think then? he's going to get his chance. Oh, I don't know. I mean, dude, depth is going to be important for him. I mean, I think the Packers use their they're – the, they're one of the few teams I think really used all the depth on their offensive roster all the time. Like, I mean, you saw a healthy dosage of Jamal Williams, even when Aaron yeah, Jones led the healthy. league in touchdowns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When he was out there, he was still – I mean, they gave him reps. I think A.J. Dillon's going to get reps. I mean, you got to find out what you got, and there's not going to be as many preseason games to do it. So it's going to happen live combine. in action. You all know the combine that Dillon had, too. Freakish. Yeah. Uh, I can't even remember. Bo, I don't know if you remember off the top of your head. What was the the 40 he ran? When me and you were watching it, he ran a 40. The guy was at, like, 250 pounds, and he ran a – like, I think it was I like remember. a four five three. A four five a four five three at two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah. That's Absolutely. scary. That's I mean, scary. he's huge, dude. He, I mean, it might have even been better than it might have been like a four four nine. I had yeah, it people were not going to be standing in front of that. No, dude, that guy, that guy is, is like a train barreling like down. Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's, but um, it's just his he's he's stupid strong. He's he's a freak athlete. I mean, I just hope I hope the vision can keep up at Boston College. Who was the boy? Bailey. Yeah, I think it was Bailey. He's a big dude too. He is a big dude. Boston College loves big running they backs. Love those big, they they yeah, love dude. it. They love the big body guys because the way Boston College sees it is their quarterback play is not normally that strong, right? So they they got to give the ball to these running backs, and these running backs have to be built with a frame that can take hits all game long. That's yeah. that's exactly how it is. Um, and you know, Boston College plays a lot like how football was played in general back in like the seventies and eighties. 
you found you, you found the best you found the best athlete on the team and you made him the running back and you just handed the ball to him. That's all you yeah. did. That's what you did with your best athletes. And that's what Boston College does. That's literally what they do. Um, but guys, I want to jump into the depth chart, Adam, and I'm gonna break down the offensive and defensive, how I see the projected lineup gonna be on offense and defense. And then I want you to give me your thoughts on it and what your confidence level is heading into next year. Um, obviously on offense. And this right here, this first position is where I want to talk to you guys about and ask you all a question. Quarterback, I have Tyrod Taylor and Justin Herbert both down for quarterback. I think Tyrod Taylor is definitely going to start games this year. I do think Justin Herbert will come in earlier than people expect him to and take the job. Um, so I want to get you your prediction, Adam, and then I want Bo's prediction. I'm going to give my prediction. I think Tyrod Taylor starts until week six, and then Justin Herbert takes it. I think, and I don't think it's going to be because Tyrod has really done anything wrong. I think it's going to be because they just spent a early, early pick on Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. and they want to see what they've got in the Sell guy. Some tickets, exactly. So I just think I, mine's I, week six. What do you think, Adam? Uh, we've had this conversation several times, and I, I, I know that a lot of people want Herbert to come in this year, and they expect him to come in this year, but I'm probably one of the rare few that actually don't really want him to come in. And if anything, maybe later in the season, I, I want to give Tyrod the chance he deserves. I mean, he's been putting in a lot of work. He's been, he's been hearing all the the ridicule. He's been hearing all the, the possibilities of signing Cam or signing Colin or signing all these other quarterbacks because he's not good enough. He's not this, he's not that. So I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys that at least wants to see what Tyrod's got. I know we've seen him. It's been a couple of years since we've seen a real healthy Tyrod and we've known what he has done with, the history of like what he mm-hmm. where he has played with the Bills and the Browns, he had a decent year that one year with the Bills. But I th- I really do think we need to give him a chance and the effort and the work and all the time he's been putting in, dedicating and listening and learning and taking his time, just taking a back seat and watching great everything. Teammate. I, I really yeah absolutely a, a great teammate. I, I I really do think he's going to surprise some people. And I if he doesn't start the whole season, I don't, I really don't see him coming out unless a he's injured or b that we we are really 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 just tanking. And yeah. I, if it was my choice, I wouldn't have Herbert come in at all this year. I'd have him kind of take a backseat also and just continue to learn, continue to grow. And then next year, if that time needs to be, we can throw him in there and he looks like a, a, a seasoned rookie. Like he's ready yeah. to go. Yeah. And I'll say this, you know, I've talked with a couple of guys about this and it's starting to become a debate. Is it actually better? Because, I mean, you have evidence on both sides. You've got guys who were thrown straight into the fire and came out to be great quarterbacks. And then you also have guys that sat on the bench for a whole year became great quarterbacks so you don't really know what is the best route anymore and you know coaches will figure that out i think if i think if we have the option that we should definitely just let them grow i mean yeah and i guess that's true throw them out there i guess you know a lot of those teams i'm talking about that threw them right into the fire they may not have had a guy like tyrod taylor they may not had the option the the giants didn't have what do they have daniel jones and eli manning that was yeah exactly and then we see we all know how that experiment went you know they were way too loyal to eli love eli but way too loyal to him for, for too long. And I think, you know, Daniel Jones should have come in earlier, but that's for another uh, topic and another <laughs> podcast. But, Bo, what, 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 what do you see happening with the – you know, I made my prediction. Adam says he'd like to keep him out for, for all the season. So, Adam, let me ask you this. What do you think is going to happen? You've told me what you want to happen. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I think Tyrod plays pretty much the whole season, honestly. Okay. I really do. All right. I so really that's do. what you think is going to happen. All right, I said week six. Bo, what is your prediction for the quarterback? Um, I think he'll. I think it'll be a new quarterback in there by week eight, and I think that it either yeah, it could either be because of injury, but if the if the offense is just kind of dead Stagnant. in the water, you know what I mean? Like the, I yeah. mean, I think in the 
the Chargers, I mean, I don't hate to bring the more of like the bureaucratic side of it into it, but I mean, they just built a new stadium. They need to sell season tickets for their team. Yep. They need people excited right now because they're not getting the training camp and the preseason games and all that for revenue. They need people to be excited about it. Tyrod's not really exciting anybody. No, and uh, he's just going to bring you a consistent workhorse every day, and you know what you're getting. But I, I just don't like. I, I don't. I think Tyrod Taylor is a great backup. If he was the backup for my team, I'd feel super good about that. But that's because he isn't going to kill you with constant turnovers the whole game. That's simply because he he keeps you treading water. But that's the problem. His offense is normally just tread water, and yeah. so that's what I think is going to ultimately happen is that because i don't want to wish a concussion on him again um because i mean if week two he gets a concussion herbert could just straight up take the job you know what i'm saying in week two i mean i think the first sign of injury you put herbert in he's gonna make some plays be like all right we're just gonna roll with justin now let you take three weeks to heal this head of yours because i mean now after so many it takes more than a week nowadays to heal a concussion so that even each game he misses it's harder and harder he's he's a small guy too yeah yeah Yeah, he is and, and, you know, something else, you know, when you're talking about talent-wise, it is no question who would win the battle talent-wise. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Justin Herbert is going to win that every time, yeah. you know, 10 times out of 10. It, it just depends on what, like, like you know, Adam's saying that he wants Justin Herbert to sit, and he thinks he will sit. I think it's all going to be to the coaches. What do they see? But I do think it's going to be very hard for my argument. I think it's going to be very hard for the coaches to watch this guy in practice with a cannon of an arm. Yeah. It's, and, and, yeah. I mean, you know, he's basically got a cannon strapped to his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's crucial he plays. I'm 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 a firm believer in in, in that you have to the best experiences in the game on the field. You can you can let him nurture and study all the tape from Tyrod's games he wants, but he's a different quarterback than Tyrod, in my opinion. It's gonna be it's not like he's learning. It's not like he's a pocket passer learning from Peyton Manning. Sure. You know what I'm saying? It's I think it's two different styles of play, and I think that. I'm a firm believer, especially more with quarterbacks than a lot of other positions, that they need reps and they need a lot of them. Because right, the, the real good ones don't get really good until they've played every team in the league true. five times. You know that's what I'm true. saying? And I'm going to say this. Adam, you, you pointed to Tyrod Taylor's um, mobility. So and Herbert's a little mobile, too. I, 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 I was going to say – I'm, I'm going to say hot take. Everybody's just as much. I'm going to say I, now he can't change direction like Tyrod Taylor because Tyrod Taylor's a shorter guy. He's not as long. He's going to be able to extend the play just as much as he is, though. Oh, yeah. Justin Herbert, that guy's got speed. Yeah. He's top no, he three can in move. every combine number. He ran a 4 6, I think. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And by the way, AJ Dillon did run a 4 5 3. I can't believe I remembered that. That's wow. Crazy. That's impressive. <laughs> Bo, thank goodness. Thank <laughs> God we have Bo, right? Bo's out here just spitting <laughs> out numbers, man. That's impressive. That was a wow. Good guess. Um, but, no, I think, like I said, I, I think week six, but I, I would not have a problem with him sitting all season, especially if Tyrod's keeping, you know, if, he, if he's treading water or even better, you know, let, let Herbert stay on, you know, learn from Tyrod. But then again, Bo, I also go with your argument. Get him on the field if you want him to learn quick. If you want him I to. Mean, if, this is, if we really think it's going to be a down year, important. then this would be the year to throw men halfway yeah, through. Exactly, exactly. Like, I, don't, I don't think quarterback. for even a playoff spot with, with Tyrod Taylor. I, as I, much as I love Tyrod Taylor, I don't think he has the ability to do that. I don't think any quarterback, I don't think quarterback maturation happens quickly. I mean, it might have happened quickly for Patrick Mahomes, but when you talk talent, he's on another level. Oh, it's not you know even what I'm saying. And, and even, even he, even the guy, he, 
he, he thinks he's got stuff to learn still. He he, well, was, he even said that like the first year or two in the NFL, he didn't even know the plays. He was just playing. Exactly. Like, like, that's like, ridiculous. It's a, it's a slow process. <laughs> he didn't know how to read defenses. He was just playing. I yeah, mean, I just think it's even slower when they don't see the field. You know what I'm saying? It is. Oh, absolutely. It, it, it definitely is. But, guys, let me jump back more into the, the depth chart because I could sit here all day and talk about this quarterback yeah, battle because it's going to be one of the most fun, one, the, fun ones for me to watch. Yeah. Um, running back, Austin Eckler, the way I have it. I haven't laid out Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly, but I do not think it's going to be like that anymore. It's going to be Eckler, Kelly, Jackson. Um, wide receiver one is none other than Keenan Allen. Um, wide receiver two is Mike Williams, and for me, wide receiver three and the slot receiver is going to be K.J. Hill. Obviously, tight end Hunter Henry, he's back and he's healthy. He's going to be the starter. And On the offensive line tag. and franchise tag. On the offensive line, this is how I have it laid out. Again, Bulaga could go to either side, but right now I have it. I'm projecting Bulaga starts at left tackle. Okay. Dan Feeney comes in at left guard. Mike Pouncey, a healthy Mike Pouncey, obviously starts at I'm center. I'm so happy he's healthy. Oh, my gosh. What are you talking <laughs> For about? For now. Hey, For now, yeah. Right guard, <laughs> new addition, Trey Turner is going to start there. And at right tackle, I have Sam Tevy. Now, again, Tevy could play left and Bulaga play Bulaga right. Bulaga play right, agreed. Exactly. It could be either way, which is how you want it. And I think those, the, the offensive line looks good. I like the offensive line. We have depth for once. Exactly. You have some We don't depth. have to start Forrest Lamp and Trey Pipkins, and that's awesome. <laughs> and hopefully, you know, these guys stay healthy. Adam, so we've just talked about the offense and the offensive line. How confident moving into this season do you feel about your team offensively? Uh, if we're ma- mainly talking about the offensive line, I'm definitely a lot more confident than I am last year. But I, as far as a whole offense, um, I mean, I'm confident, but like we just discussed, I mean, it all starts at the quarterback play, unfortunately. So, if we can he get does. good quarterback play out of Tyrod and, and we we can open up some of these seams and get these weapons that we have on offense going, then we could be a dirty team because I'm, I'm I'm confident in the offense and I'm super confident in our defense. So Oh, you you can't not be confident in that defense. Best defense in the league on paper, 100%. It's the most talented defense in the league. Um, so let's jump into that defense. The way I have it laid out, defensive end, obviously, is Joey Bosa. You play 2D tackles. You've got Justin Jones and Linval Joseph. And Jones, then, baby. Oh, man, Justin Jones, NC State. Uh, and then defensive end, Melvin Ingram. Um, might be, they might be a, the best pass rush duo in the league. Am I crazy? Am no. I crazy for saying that? Okay. No. I don't think so. I, mean, Bo, I, I, I might be that? biased for saying you're not crazy, mm. but I don't think you're crazy. Is that, is that, well, is that, is that tough? Is that I, don't, tough? I don't want to get into that debate about, about edge rushing duos. I don't, yeah. you know, I'm because I'm going to give you a biased answer. Oh, but I know it's you definitely are. one of the best. It is upper echelon. It oh, is it, it's nasty. unreal. That's one of the most it, fun. It, duos if it's play. not the best, it's top two or three. Um, and then obviously at linebacker, you know, you're going to play, you know, the Chargers play with a Will linebacker, a Mike, and a Sam. So the Will linebacker is going to be Denzel Perryman. Middle, the Mike linebacker is going to be Kenneth Murray. Um, and then the Sam linebacker is going to be Drew Tranquil. Then the the secondary. I mean, I, I could have so many more names for the secondary than just four. I'm um, just throwing that out there. How the deep this team is, but the four I, guys I have down. Go. What were you gonna say, Adam? No, I was gonna say uh, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, cornerback, obviously Chris Harris Jr. Free safety, Nazir Adderley. We finally get to see what this guy can do. He's so talented. I cannot wait to see this guy play in the secondary. Strong safety, Derwin James. Mm. My opinion, after this year, Derwin James will be the best safety in the league. And cornerback, uh, the other cornerback spot is Casey Hayward. That is that is ridiculous amount of talent. That's a ridiculous amount of talent, a great mixture of experience, and a great mixture of potential. 
all in one secondary. That's you have those three key cogs right there, or, or, or three key um, what would you call it? Uh, traits, I guess. They're going to get a ton of turnovers, but like Adam said, if uh, a great defense, even with a lot of turnovers, without a comparable quarterback, could still probably only, I, get I eight eight, eight, only an eight and eight team. Yep. You know, but I mean, they're good. The turnovers are going to be there. I just can't wait to see which quarterback is the one that's going to be able to like make the most of them. Yeah. Uh, um, Adam, now tell me about your defense, man. How do you feel? <laughs> uh, like like we were just discussing, man, I'm totally confident in our defense. Uh, the Bosa and Ingram combo, I mean, that's disgusting. And then Justin Jones, who's already gone to come up last year, he's getting more experience. And then you add Limbaugh Joseph beside Ooh. him, and he's only going to make that even. He's only going to make that defensive yeah. line stronger. And then we have Damian Square, who was also coming up. He's a young another another young guy, but he's uh, as a backup backing up those two guys. I mean, that's solid depth. And you got Jerry um, Tillery. I mean, come on. I don't yeah. know. Den- Denzel Perryman might. Uh, I, I thought Uchina Nuoso might start outside. Okay, and, he might. He might. That's that what I'm hard, seeing. That, that was hard that's for me because Perryman to might back up Kenneth. Honestly. Okay, I could I'm see thinking. that. I just didn't know if they would want Perryman on the field as Murray at the same time. Or that's the can, only reason. Perryman might be kind of a. Uh, I don't know. He might do all three. Kind of be a backup for all three of them. Yeah. Honestly, be the Mark. Be the, yeah, be the Mark Baron of that. Be moving inside and outside. Yep. As needed. And, and I like that. I like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm like that. Got to have that and guy. Then, and then, like you said, corners. We got Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, and I, I think uh, Desmond King will start out at safety and switch out every now and then. Rashawn Jenkins, but then Derwin James. I mean, that's that's they're an gonna anchor have to, to find, that secondary. They're going to have to find a guy to play the whole season. They're going after the first few weeks. I mean, it's going to be hard for them to get that. Is that, is that the free safety position that they're that they're the, the, the question they're mark is that? With, yep. Yeah, so, like, I mean, they're going to have two weeks in the preseason to figure that out. That's going to be tough, dude. I mean, I think free safety. I, I mean, I'm confident. I don't think anyone has it. Yeah, well, I'm also a Nazir Adderley. Like, I, I'm, I'm confident oh, in Nazir I keep, Adderley. I keep forgetting about him. You wonder why, Adam, because they have so many of them. Like I said, Desmond King didn't even land on my list right here. And Desmond King was one of the most – I can't remember what in what situations it was last year. But it was one of the, one of the most effective corners last year in yep. certain situations. So, so it's unreal that this guy doesn't even get on the depth chart list that we're talking about. That That's how talented this secondary is for the Chargers. Um, but, again, I'm going to sit it, and I will say it till I turn blue in the face. The Chargers have the best defense on paper when you're talking about depth, potential, and talent. They have the best defense on paper. And I don't think it's – I don't think anyone's really close to them. I guess you could make a case for the 49ers, but I don't think they're as loaded at every position as the Chargers are. So you have to feel good about the defense going into the next year. Um, so this is this is going to come – oh, I, yeah. I, 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 <laughs> Bo's got to get his – Coming down with Bo, the Pittsburgh run. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bo has to say that at least like three or four times. He's got to say something about the Steelers. Um, now, with all this being said, with all this being said, Adam, I want you know we'll give our predictions after. I, I want to hear your 2020 record prediction for the Chargers. Am I, I mean, doing game I, by game, or what are we doing here? You don't have to do game by game. You can just tell me the record, and you can just tell me you know the ones that you did win, or who were the big losses, or who were the big wins, or you can no, just give the yeah, record prediction. Give us the ones if like give us who you got you're winning against. You don't have to give okay. all. Okay, all right, all right. I got us beating the Bengals. I have us beating the Panthers. Have us beating the Jets, Dolphins, and Jags all back to back to back. Uh, I think we're going to take one from the Raiders right there as well. And I think we're going to take one from the Raiders and one from the Broncos. I don't think we're going to get swept on that. I think we're going to one on both of those division series. And then the question mark really for me will be the uh, that Bills and Patriots game towards the end of the season. If we still got Tyrod in there and we're running good and we've got a decent record, I, I kind of feel confident in winning that 
Patriots game more so than the Bills game. But um, honestly, dude, I know this is going to sound a little, little biased, but I, I could see an eight and eight season. Or well, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's way out of the cards at all. Yeah, I, don't, I agree. I don't think that's that's, that's your, not that's not a crazy. The team is so prediction. talented that how could you how could you say you know I mean, it's a bad you know a bad call that y'all could go eight and eight? There's no way. I think I eight and eight is definitely if possible. If we're, if we're turning towards halfway through the season, if we're turning towards that five and eleven, that four and twelve kind of year, then I I I, I, I do agree. Herbert will probably be thrown in there. But I I, I really do think if we're going if halfway through the year, we're looking at possible playoff potential and we're eight and eight maybe nine and seven potential lookout i think we'll stick with tyrod throughout and see how it goes okay what's your prediction man i'll go last this time normally i go first um well all right so mine's a little different than adams but so <laughs> I, I i got wins against uh cincinnati uh the jets jacksonville and then a pretty good losing streak in the middle of the season to go with well, with one divisional win against denver um i think I just think the they got some th- some kinks to work out and their schedule is pretty tough. And I was talking to Adam earlier. Their divisions just it's a kind of a season division now. There's a lot there's the teams that have been building their team, the Super Bowl champions in there. The Raiders have been building this thing for like three years with Gruden. I mean, they're gonna be a little bit better this year, I think. And they were decent last year. And we saw um, when the Broncos ended up. Yeah, playing. I mean, and the, yeah, and the Broncos, look what they did when they put in Drew Locke. And so if that if that continues over um, I mean, I think it's gonna be a little harder for Drew Locke just to pick up the start of this season and go and you know keep playing like he did at the end of last season. But I mean, you and still gotta wonder. Back. Yeah, and I gave them a win against Denver because it's a question mark with Locke, and I gave y'all the the home win against Denver, not the one in Denver, because that's uh, one, that's one of the harder stadiums. Yeah, that's one of the that's one of the harder stadiums to go play in. But uh, so mine, mine's four and twelve, um, last in the division. But I don't think that's indicative of the the talent that they're pulling together. Where they're headed with everything, I think they're just just growing pains in this in this Anthony Lynn you know team they're you know that he's building, and I, I don't I don't think they should get rid of him if it's a bad season. I think they should just keep going, keep building on what they got. They're they're ushering out the older players that aren't contributing as much. They're bringing in new life with their with their you know pretty new coaching staff. So, you know I like where they're going, but yeah, it is it is even if they win you know between four and eight games, it's still bright. I mean it's. Yep. They they are putting things in place. This just I there's growing pains in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people do in that <laughs> fan base. <laughs> so my the writing's been on the wall. Oh, my 2020 good. record prediction is going to be a little bit better than both. I went with five and eleven. Yeah, I have I them. Like I have better. them. I have them winning against the Bengals week one. As much crap as I've given yeah, Adam, I can't believe that. As much crap as all that. I have given. Okay, all right. Everyone talk at once. Everyone just wild. come at Jacob. That's what this <laughs> podcast is about. Um, no, as much crap as I've given Adam, I think the Chargers are just a more talented team than the Bengals, and I think the Chargers are going to be ready. I think Taylor Taylor's going to come out and try to you know prove something. I think he's going to come out I week one and be like, look. Division. Twice. That's what I'm saying, and I think he's going to try to come out and prove, you know, look, like I, I can I do. I can play him when play the Bills. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. That'd be a good game to watch. But um, no, I, I have them winning against the Bengals. I, I don't have my list of the actual wins and losses in front of me, but I do have them going five and eleven. Um, and I, I do think it's going to be another earlier draft pick for the Chargers, but it's just they're going to get better and better. And I think once you know we get through this year and possibly Herbert starting next year, the Chargers are, are future future wise they're set up. They're set up at the, the most important positions. So I think obviously things are looking bright for the Chargers. October twenty uh, fifth could be the battle of Herbert and Tua. Oh, that would be. I would. Oh, I would love if that was the the uh, oh, game. Oh, this is, a, this is a side note. But how do you feel about Jordan Love being rated higher than uh? 
Justin oh, Herbert. I forgot all about you mm. telling me this, and I'm so glad you brought this up. Bo, I don't know if you saw it. They rated no. Jordan Love higher than Justin Herbert in Madden 21. And I am I'm appalled. I am absolutely appalled. Adam, wait, please tell me. Tell Bo. I, I can't remember what they are either. Tell us what were the Madden ratings for the, the rookie quarterbacks. Do you remember? I think it, yeah, I think Herbert was a 70. Uh, Jordan Love was like a 71 or 72. Tua was around 74, 75, and then Burrow was like a 79. Okay, first of Jeez. all, first of all, Burrow, as much as I love Burrow, and he should be the savior for my team, he is not that much better than the guy behind him. And second of all, to make Justin Herbert as talented as that guy is, be a 70 overall is a disgrace. Uh, they just hate him, dude. They, they hate just, on him. I, I think they, they is that or they hate Must the be because he went to Oregon. That's what I'm saying. It's got to be because he went to Oregon. That's the only thing I can come up with. It's got to be the Oregon the problem. Because no love. offense, but Jordan Love was in a lot lesser talented conference and threw a lot of interceptions. And a, lot, a really, a really, really, really bad team around him. Yeah, sure, really bad sure. team around him too. Which, his, which the drops his his receivers had was bad. Oh, it was awful. It was it was it was horrible. <laughs> you if you put Jordan Love on a better team, it would have been a lot better. But again, that doesn't matter. He's not better than Justin Herbert. I'm sorry. I'm just going to come out and you know tell everybody that he, that he is not better than Justin Herbert. I will stand by that till I, again. Right I blew the face. I'm not gonna, I can't say what's going to happen in the future, but that, I just feel like that's a little disrespectful. It is disrespectful. On. It is disrespectful. So I I do not like that. And Madden has screwed up by doing that. And, but hey, you know at least I'll have the better quarterback when me and Adam play Madden 21. Mm-hmm. Now I'll have yeah, to win not those the better games. defense. That's true. That's true. Um, but <laughs> Adam, I want to jump into the my favorite. This is my favorite part of the the fan episode um, podcast. The top five from this team ever. Top five Chargers Ooh, all time. And I want you, want me and Bo I to like go it. first. I always ask this: Do you want me and Bo to go first and give our list, or do you want to go first? Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, I can, I, I can give you five off the top of my head. All right. Do you have Do you have them ranked five to one? Is it, I mean, yeah, it's they're all five great players. If you want to change up the rankings, that's on you. But, I, okay. I mean, I can give it to you a certain way. Okay, so let me ask you this. Are these the, the five players that mean the most to you, or are these the five greatest in franchise history? Which way did you do it? Uh, probably most to me, but, I, okay. I mean, it probably well, That's my favorite way. way people do it. So I want to hear your, your, your top five charges to you all time. Well, uh, number one, I mean, it's kind of hard not to it, – it's it was between him or another guy, but Junior Seau, man, he did a lot of great things for that team and just how he kind of opened up the research on that whole situation with his situation, unfortunately, kind of opened up a lot of eyes on what really goes on, like, in between these tackles. And there's a lot more than just these guys going out here and hitting each other. It's it's a lot more personal. It's a lot more health – like, it's it takes a strain, strain on your health, and he kind of was – Big guy that kind of showed that and kind of brought that to light. Um, yeah, great charger, great great player. Uh, but he's definitely my number one. Number two will be Mr. Lights Out himself, Sean Merriman. He was oh my god, I love freaking it. animal. I mean, I he, love it. You cannot. I mean, I wish he. I, I wish he played in. I wish he was playing during times like this, like football right now, and see how he would do. Just for shits and giggles, because I think he would definitely be as good as he was then. Fun fun fact. I'm sorry to interrupt. Sorry to interrupt. Fun fact: My first Xbox Live name ever was Lights Out D. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah, after after Sean Merriman's, because I just thought it was the coolest like thing, you know, like Mister Lights Out all that stuff. Yeah. Lights out. yeah, but it was Lights Out D forty three. So I kind of applied it to Troy Palomalu, but I just like oh. that term. Hey, that's another great one too. Yeah, Mister. I love the uh, top two, Adam. Yeah. Anyway, and Mister Head Shoulders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> Uh, number three, best running back all time for the Chargers. I mean, I don't even have to say anymore. Ladanian Tomlinson. Absolutely. I mean, he was 
the featured running back of his time, in my opinion. And then he kind of laid a lot of the foundation for a lot of the young guys that are in the league now and kind of their styles. He kind of ushered that play style into the NFL, I believe. He was he was a player of his own. He was super talented, and he's also one of those great locker room guys. And he even now, he still has nothing but praise for the guys. So it's, it's always good to see him and listen to him and just – I, sometimes I'll catch myself going and just watching some plays and highlights from his career because it's just amazing. But um, number four, he might be my favorite, but um, I, I had to put him on this list just compared to other guys. It's kind of tough to put him ahead. But Antonio Gates, man, he's yeah. one of my favorite players of all time, not just because of being a Chargers fan, just the player he is and the connection he had with my number five, Philip Rivers. So the connection they had kind of just put them into that top five just because. But – they, uh, both of those guys, great players, had great careers, and I'm, I'm thankful they were playing on the Chargers for as long as they did. Let me say this about Gates. Let me say this. Whenever Phillip Rivers was in trouble and needed to get the ball out and had to make sure it was a guy that, you know, he was going to throw it to a guy that, if he knew he needed to throw it to a guy that was going to make the catch, make the play, and be consistent, it was Antonio Gates. Yeah. And Janu Gates was the model of consistency. Didn't mean to interrupt on you, Adam, but I just had no, to no, say because people no, I don't people don't give him enough credit. I still I think a lot of people give him a lot of credit, but I still don't think it's enough. Antonio Gates was so good, and I don't be a think Hall of Famer too. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely, like, he was absolutely. so good. Um, but go ahead, Adam. You were saying five's Philip Rivers for you? Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of self-explanatory. Um, I, I, I probably don't need to talk too much about Phillip, but he's uh, unfortunately not a Super Bowl winner, but a winner in every other category in my book, especially being with the Chargers and the career he's had and what he's kind of what he's done for us and what he's done for the organization. So wish I could have got Wish I could have seen him win a Super Bowl, but definitely happy with the career he had for us. Hey, man, if the Colts pans out, you may still get to see him one way. It just won't be in a Chargers I, uniform, I though. That, but I don't know how happy I'll be. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If, if he does it you know, in just a couple of years with the Colts and didn't oh, do it with the Chargers, that'd be pretty upsetting. Well, um, it was all offensive line then. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I'll go ahead, Bo. If if you, I'll go ahead and do my list. If you want to go last, or you want to go first, okay. So for me, I do, I always do a more of a uh, the all time who are the greatest all time players actually for the team. Uh, for me, number five was Dan Fouts. Um, he's six time Pro Bowler, three time first team All Pro quarterback, led the team to back to back AFC Championship games, and he's obviously a Hall of Famer. Um, so anybody who's a Chargers fan knows who Dan Fouts was. Um, number four for me is Antonio Gates. Uh, he's an eight-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro. This dude, listen to this, this dude decided to play basketball instead of football <laughs> and then changed his mind and went undrafted and was signed in 2003 by the Chargers just to become the franchise leader in receptions, receiving yards, and touchdown catches. <laughs> Must how do you, nice how do you play basketball and then just change your mind? You're like, you know what? Actually, I'll become a Hall of Famer. Yeah, half the balls from Rivers threw to him were jump balls. I mean, it yeah. was it's absolutely absurd. And, and again, like I said, he's one of the best tight ends ever, at least that I've watched. It, it was just always awesome watching Antonio Gates. And he really doesn't get – and I don't think he gets enough credit. I really don't think he does. Because, like, you, no. you know, when people say the, the top tight ends ever, obviously they say Tony. And they say Shannon Sharp, Rob Gronkowski, guys like that. But you don't ever hear uh, Gates' name come up. And, and I think it's kind there. of disrespectful. He definitely is. Um, so, And I think, that, you know, he was just so consistent throughout his career. Number three for me is Phillip Rivers, eight-time Pro Bowler, holds almost all of the Chargers quarterback records. Who, I mean, who doesn't love this guy? Like, again, I've said the dude talks more shit than probably any other quarterback and for the most part has been able to back it up. He's had rough seasons recently, but I, you know, don't let that make you forget how good this guy has been for that organization um, and how good he, of a player he, he has been and still is. 
Um, he also made the playoffs in six seasons and reached the AFC Championship game uh, once. And he, I'm pretty sure, I, I think it's he's either 500 in postseason play or he may be one game under. Um, he's either five and five or five and six in postseason uh, play. Um, and then number two for me is Ladanian Tomlinson. I literally, I'm going to tell both of y'all something right now that I've never said before. I pretended to be this guy playing in the, with my friends in the backyard when I was younger. I would <laughs> pretend I was Ladanian Tomlinson because that's how much I like Ladanian who Tomlinson. Didn't? Anyone right. who, and, you know, anyone who listens to this podcast or watches sports in general knows who this guy is. LT is one of the best running backs, hands down, to ever do it. And I would have to say this guy also, fun fact, is might possibly be the greatest fantasy player ever. He yeah. uh, fantasy football. I think he actually is. I think he has the best fantasy season ever. Um, it was back when I think it was 2006. Yeah, he ran touchdowns, 28 touchdowns, yards. 1800 Ooh. yards, carried the ball 348 times. That's ridiculous. Lord. Absolutely unreal. He averaged 115 yards a game, bro. Oh my gosh. It's absolutely incredible. And then number one for me, Adam, you can't go any other, any other direction. Um, it's Junior Seau. I mean, you know, who else? The guy was a 12-time Pro Bowler, eight-time first-team All-Pro, Defensive Player of the Year in 92, NFL Man of the Year in 94. Um, and I can say – uh, Yeah, they do. Uh, last year it was Calais Campbell. Um, um, this guy was someone you could say played the game the right way and was extremely passionate about the sport. This guy had almost 1,500 tackles. 47 sacks, 15 interceptions during his time with the Chargers. That's just with the Chargers. Yeah, and this guy went out with the went out with the Patriots and did even more. But you know, also rest in peace to a legend. You know, and while we're speaking of Junior Seau, just like you said, Adam, CTE is a real problem and it's something that has has got to be looked into. Seau, you know, he showed the scary side of what can happen when CTE becomes a major issue, and we all need to learn from it. That that's yep. something we all need to learn from. Um, I just had to throw that out there. So rest in peace to a legend, a a, a bona fide legend. Uh, Bo, go ahead and give me your top five guys man all right well it's more i have more i mean it's mine's more of like a i mean i think they're all great players this is my top five uh player one of my favorite players growing up um at any position was uh rodney harrison and he played eight eight years for the chargers he's a three-time all pro while he was there it's where he made his name before he went and won two super bowls with the patriots um and you know people don't really flash his chargers tape too much but he was a great player of the chargers so i have him at number five and i think his game could translate to any any decade you throw rodney harrison in his prime in today he's making plays you throw him in the 70s he's probably the best safety in the 70s <laughs> you know i mean he's, he's just a freak so i had to throw him there at five and then uh, antonio gates is my four for obvious reasons you both stated uh one of the best tight ends of our generation uh probably one of the most under talked about best tight ends of our generation uh but just because of these prolific names like the like you said the tony gonzalez and the gronkowski's just take up the airwaves um, and then my three is Philip Rivers, uh, probably the most other than outside of not, you know, not having a Super Bowl, the most accoladed quarterback in Chargers history. Um, when you think about the Chargers, he's the first person you think about, in my opinion. Um, and then my number one, uh, uh, my number two, sorry, about to skip number two, is uh, Junior Seau, one of the best linebackers ever. Uh, and I mean, probably bringing his name probably brought the most light to CTE. You know what I'm saying? His death is 
it, you know, it didn't go in vain. It, it was all, it was, it helped the greater good of the sport yep. and keeping these players healthy for, you know, long term, keeping them with their families and their kids, watching them grow up. And then, um, my, you know, my favorite, probably my favorite charger ever, LT, dude, Ladaney Tomlinson, the best running back name ever, in my opinion. LT. Ladaney yeah. Tomlinson. Ladaney Tomlinson. Like, just a great running back name, but he's a, he's a freak. Um, Freaking nature, man. One of the best running backs I've ever seen, if not the in like the time I've been watching football. And like Adrian Peterson, I mean, he's amazing. He was, and when he left the Chargers and went to the Jets, he was great too. I mean, and just hard worker, great guy. Um, so I, I wish another guy I wish could have won a Super Bowl in his time right there. Yeah, really absolutely. Like yeah, to see man. that. Really would have liked to see that. And I, I feel like that's what you think about with these Chargers guys. Like, man, I just wish I could have watched them win more. Yeah, you know, I was about to say, it's just kind of like a little curse on the Chargers yeah. guys. You, know, yeah. you just want these guys they, to get a Super Bowl so bad. Yeah, because they're good dudes and they play hard and they stick around for a team, you know, that that it's not like, you know, the big market, you know, high-paying teams. You know, the Chargers, they're, these guys buy in and they stay a while when they stay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, I loved all of our lists. And, Adam, that is my favorite list when a fan could come on and say, you know, who were the most important guys to them, not just, like, stats and stuff like that. Right. My favorite is when a guy's like, this is what this guy meant to me as a fan. So that that's my favorite type of list, and I loved your list. Now, here we go, Adam. TSR, TSR's top three questions <coughs> at every episode. Now, again, oh, you, may, you could be like Jody. Jody came on here and has listened to almost every episode and was completely prepared, and I thought I was catching him <laughs> off guard. But I'm going to try to catch you off guard with three uh, questions. Definitely catching me off guard. Okay, three questions <laughs> off the top of your head. Thank you, Bo, for not sending this in the topic list. I um, did. I didn't on purpose. Um, yeah, so these are be bad. Three it's questions not. off the top of your head just for the podcast, okay? Number one, who is your sleeper team this year and why? Oh, okay, okay. I thought it was going to be some – okay, okay. All right. <laughs> All right, you, you, you threw me off even more with this. I thought he was going to be like something in detail about the Chargers. I'm like, oh gosh, he's about to put me on my yeah, yeah. This is something me, uh, sleeper team. Hmm. Uh, do the Cardinals count as a sleeper team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. I would, I would definitely say I'm, I'm going to go with the Cardinals then as Great a sleeper pick. team. I, I like, uh, I like what they've done during the off season, and I, I like their running back situation. Even though with David Johnson leaving, I kind of like what they have back there. And I mean. The addition of DeAndre Hopkins, I mean, you got Nuke on the outside with uh, Young Murray, who's just lighting it up. Christian Kirk is and, and, too. Oh, Kirk is, and he's he's good. He's young yeah. too. Yeah, but, uh, no, I still got Larry Fitz there too, baby. So we can't yeah. think about Larry. Oh Fitz. my God, oh, he's. I mean, he's been so consistent his whole career. He's he's no question a Hall of Famer. Not with not only on the field but off the field with the things he does in this community. I mean, he's a great great person, but. Uh, they got uh, Jordan Phillips and Devondre Campbell. I like that. Uh, Isaiah Simmons was a huge pickup for them. I think he's going to be one of the best in the NFL for a while. Um, but, yeah, if I had I to choose it. anybody, I definitely would go with the Cardinals. Can't go I like the Broncos. That They're in my division, actually, but that would be my other one. That's actually our first Cardinals one. That no one has said the Cardinals. So I love that pick. I think the last guy said the Falcons. I'm pretty sure Thomas said the Falcons. It's either the Cardinals or the Lions. I love some Stafford. Oh, come on now. Don't, don't be doing that. Don't be doing that. People shit. sleep on the Lions every year. They do. True. They do. Um, all right, Adam, number two, question number two. Who wins the MVP award this year? Oh, God. Uh, <sighs> this is so tough because the first guys that come to my mind when someone asked me this, immediately three names pop up by my Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Russell Lamar Wilson. Jackson. Yeah, I know. And I want I, – I was going to say Russell Wilson just because everybody else is probably saying Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I don't see Lamar going back-to-back. That's tough to do, back-to-back MVPs. 
it is. That'd be impressive. Yeah, he's definitely got a chance. But I think I picked that Mahomes. Who do you have, Adam? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Dane, there we go. Dane, right. that, that's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, that's, that's also my guy. I think, I think Russell baby. Wilson's definitely going to win this year. Jacob's going to speak right. it into fun existence. Fact. I am. I will do whatever I have to do to get that guy an MVP award. <laughs> Adam, fun fact. Fun fact. Russell Wilson has never gotten a vote. A vote? One vote. No one vote. No He's way. never had no a vote. Way. Never had a vote. Hey, bro, back, back me up here. He has never had Jacob one says vote. says this all the time, dude. Because uh, I, I can't stand it. the highest rated stand it. quarter quarterback, too, for comebacks. It, like I can't stand it. He, he's never had one vote received for an MVP award. Ever in touchdowns, his career. five interceptions last year. Like, uh, it's, it, he's, it's, it's it's absolutely know, that's, a that's sad. Uh, That is crazy. I didn't know that. Number three for you, Adam. Adam. Who's the Super Bowl matchup this year, and who wins it? Mm. Let me think. Let me think. Well, if I got dangerous in there, I kind of want to have. There we go. Come on, speak it into existence. That's the uh... same thing I do. <laughs> Just gotta give in. Give in to Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson is gonna win the Super Bowl this year. That's what I'm predicting. Who are they playing against? They play him. Chiefs. Okay. Not a bad choice. I like it. I like that. Wow. I actually that was. That'd be, that'd be amazing to watch Russell Wilson versus Patrick Mahomes. God, that'd be good. I would love that. Uh, but no, we. I'm pretty sure everybody's kind of said. I don't. I can't remember. We've had a lot of guys give a lot of different takes um, on who would win the the MVP in the Super Bowl. But I I firmly believe it's going to be Russell Wilson for both this year. But um, yeah, that, those are great, oh, great. answers. So I just said the same thing. Has as anyone you, ever done both? Now. Has anyone uh, ever done them both in one season? Uh, uh no. I don't, I don't believe so. I don't believe so. So I but mean, if anyone's gonna do it though, it's Russell Wilson. If you, if you pick it the first, if you pick that this time, I'm, I'll give you major kudos. There you go. There you go. You have to give me. I'll owe you a Chick Fil A lunch. No, no, no. You have to. You have to <laughs> give me 300 of your Twitter followers. That's the price. I don't know. I don't know how to how hand, hand them over, but because you, you bet you DM sure. them all and tell them to go listen to this <laughs> other guy because he's so smart with this book. Okay, if if Russell Wilson wins MVP and wins the Super Bowl this year, I will personally DM 300 of my followers and send them your account. There we go. Personal. There we go. Y'all have heard it here, here first on the TSR podcast that I will be receiving 300 Twitter followers. If from I, if he doesn't win, what do I get though? I want Chick-fil-A. All right, I'll give you Chick-fil-A. <laughs> right. uh, what, well, hold on. What, how do I get in on this if Chick-fil-A is in? <laughs> I want to get yeah. on this bet. All right, all right. Bo's going to have to. Uh... You can buy it for me, too, because you picked the same thing. All right, all right, all right. If Adam gets it right, here, Adam gets Chick-fil-A. From, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, but if we get it wrong, we both have to buy both Chick-fil-A's. Yeah, we, we both have to get one meal. Play. You can split one meal. I'm just this making sure. This is great. This is great. This is the first bet that we've had <laughs> on the podcast. This is fantastic. I love this. Um, but Adam, Bo, and myself had a had a blast breaking down your team with you, and I cannot wait to see how the Chargers season plays out for them. They have so much talent. Um, yeah. I hope you've had a lot of fun talking oh, ball absolutely. with us, man. I'm, I'm glad to have you on. It's been a while, man. You've been wanting to come on, and we've, we've had know. guys lined up, and you were like, "Yo, just get me on there, man." You know. We'll it almost didn't work today. Oh, uh, no, I was, I was worried. We were, we got to the point where I was like, well, we guess we're just going to have to put this off till tomorrow. I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it worked out, man, because I had a blast. Definitely excited out. for the Guys, San Diego Chargers. Oh, I mean, the LA oh, Chargers. Oh, yeah, there it is. He, he, knew, yeah, he told uh, us earlier he was going to say it, but he had to squeeze <laughs> it in. That was it right there, the San Diego Chargers. Um, uh, 
But anyway, guys, please go follow Blitzalytics on Twitter at Blitzalytics and follow, um, excuse me, go um, visit Blitzalytics.com. Go to the members tab, find Jacob Patterson and check out the articles and these scouting reports that I have done. Bo, go ahead and give them your plug, man, so they know where to find you. All right. You can find me on Twitter at TSRBO. It's capital TSR, lowercase B-E-A-U. And you can also find me on www.stillcurtain.com. I write some articles on there. I should have one coming out here pretty soon on trap games for the Steelers, talking about games that that they'll probably favor to win, but they could slip up. Ooh, that's a good article. And guys, yeah, yeah, most likely. There we go. Get on it, Adam. (laughs) And guys, please go follow me on Twitter at Scouting LLC and follow TSR on Instagram at Scouting underscore LLC. As always, guys, go subscribe, go give a review, and go TSR. Peace out, everybody. Peace. You know it's showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pod where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. The scouting is the business. You're welcome because it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away. No, all that's left to say now is welcome to the show. Because you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go. Well, I got to get it, put it in you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue. Showtime when this beat kicks in. This is the TSR pod where all we do is win. It's just football fiends on a mission delivering opinions of my significance. Man, I hope you've been listening. The scouting is the business. You're welcome because it's a privilege. Most people in this position just don't give it away. No, all that's left to say now is welcome to the show because you know Jacob and Ball were ready, so let's go. Well, I got to get it, put it in you. Feeling with the feeling, don't stop, continue.